0: Welcome to Be The King podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. Join host Tim Holloway as he leads the call to action in a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man. This podcast explores what it really means to be the king. All right, men, welcome back. Happy, happy Tuesday. Glad to be back at you again. As is our custom, we are going into the man question of the day. So the question goes like this. I'm thinking about starting a 30-day no alcohol challenge. Any advice for helping quitting drinking? So this is an a, a interesting subject that... Um, that takes a lot of time for, for men to mature and kind of grow out of, you know, there's something in our twenties where we're kind of partying and living it up and, and, um, just living, you know, a little crazy lifestyle drinking, you know, a little way too much. Uh, And, um, for some of us, it can go into, to daily habits. And that is where we begin to drink every day and begin to sedate. And then of course our life, um, soon is um, dramatically affected by that behavior and then we end up settling for a mediocre life so here's my thoughts on the subject as someone who has faced um, this and you know throughout my life so this hasn't been a an easy thing for me it's been a struggle for for most of my life but i'm going to tell you what has caused maturity what has curbed the desire and what has begun to Develop a maturity inside of me, so I have this paradigm. And that paradigm is this: is that most men grow out of their dysfunctions if they choose to. There are men that just simply grow up; they mature out of their immature ways in their twenties and their thirties. They can be highly classified as an alcoholic, and somebody who has had highly detrimental behavior, and they probably could have been treated at as a treatment center and been diagnosed with that. But as they go into their 30s and 40s and 50s and they begin to curb those um, immature ways and begin to grow out of them, find greater purpose and and things begin to change. And so what I have to say is this, is what has affected me and helped me the most was purpose. And that is every day something um, powerful to live for, a kind of grandiose mission, something that's bigger than you, something better to do. Now, I don't fight um, the urge to drink every day. I don't even fight the urge to drink every week. And so once in a while, um, you know, certain scenarios come up or 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 I might have um, something to drink, or I might even get drunk. But it's not something that is prolonged and continued because I have better things to do. And so my key advice with anybody who wants to, to quit drinking is this, is I wouldn't, say per se that abstinence should be the goal, that you shouldn't say, I'm never going to have a drink again unless your life is in utter chaos and you need a 12-step program. And if you touched a drink, you'd fall off the wagon and you don't have any self-control. No, I don't, per se that, uh, that is most men out there, but there are some men in that detrimental situation. If that's you, I'd say don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Don't even do anything. If you're going to end up with um, snorting cocaine or being with a stripper, like, stop. Like, don't do it. But for other people, I wouldn't say that abstinence is the goal, but begin to create a passion and purpose for something bigger than you. And begin to pursue that and let that passion kind of consume you. And then the alcohol thing just kind of falls off. So as far as like 30, 60, 90 day challenges, I've done those. Um, You know, I had a goal of doing a 90 day challenge one time and I made it 60 and, um, and I didn't make it to my 90 day challenge and it didn't mean a hill of beans to me. It didn't matter one bit. And the reason why it didn't matter is because I had something greater to live for. And so me not meeting my 90-day challenge didn't mean nothing. I didn't fall off the wagon. I didn't shoot myself. I didn't beat myself up. I didn't grab a mental baseball bat and pound the crap out of me. It just meant nothing. And so when when you go into challenges like that, Think of holistic living. Think of building your passion and your purpose and not focusing on the problem. This is the best way to achieve what you want. All right, man. So we are in the man quote of the day, and it's brought to you by Albert Einstein. It goes like this. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. So this, uh, quote is open to a lot of interpretation. I'm going to give it my own slant, my own interpretation of it, but there are men who strive for success and that is the external, that is the flashiness of it. That is the nice, um, clothes, the nice car, the mansion on the hill and all this things that, um, Men deem as successful. And so we judge our worth and our value and our um, success as a man on all these external things. And so what I believe uh, Einstein is saying is rather focus on being a man of value. And that is this, that you are coming to the world, bringing value to it. Now, many men strive to um, have masses amount of money and they forsake everything else. And there's many men that think that is a valuable life. But the real valuable life is bringing value to other people and to the world. In fact, if you look at the most successful people, they are those who bring the most value because they have found this secret. That I am not seeking to take from the world and therefore feed my ego with this idea of success, but I'm here to bring value. And the more value that I bring, the greater success I truly have. And so we are faced with this idea and culture every single day. Are we gonna try to fit into the mold of success? Or are we going to bring value to the world? But the choice is definitely ours. All right. So we are in the Men Creating Impact part of the podcast. And once again, you can get this book very, very soon. We are finishing up, wrapping up um, the final stuff on this. But I cannot stress how important this book is going to be. If you put into practice the ideas and the principles of the book... There is going to be you before this book, and there's going to be you after this book because it'll radically transform your daily life. So I'm going to read a small paragraph. We're going to talk about something real quick. Consider for a moment that you can change your harvest by planting different seeds. Now, the reason your harvest is crappy is because you have planted crappy seeds. Whatever's taking place in your life is a direct result to how you've been treating yourself and others. Boom. So, everything that takes place in our life is some sort of cause and effect. And Now, there is definitely exceptions to this rule where some things can come upon us that we didn't choose. But for the most part, our life consists of planting seeds and reaping the harvest. And what that means in in simple terms is that we do actions and we get the consequences of it. We get the fruit of it. And so here's the thing in life. If we don't like nasty fruit, that is nasty consequences, terrible circumstances, and overall mediocre, crappy life, then what we need to do is look at the seeds that we have been planted. Every single area of our life is the planting of a seed, and that is your impact, your inner being, your money, your physical body, your authority, your connection, and your time. Those areas of your life are attached to a seed, that is the effort and something that you plant. You see, ideas and belief systems are planted, They are planted in our hearts and in our minds. And if we nurture and we water those positive ideas, then those things will grow. And so when we look at our life, it's just simply a garden growing the seeds that we have planted, nurtured, and watered. Let me give it to you straight. So when we plant and water negative ideas, For example, if you're married, a thought can be planted in your mind that um, the grass is greener on the other side, that this other woman might be better. And therefore, now this thought has been planted. It's an idea. It's a paradigm. It's a belief system. Then what we could choose to do is nurture it. And what we do by nurturing it is pondering it. And that is thinking about it repeatedly and contemplating it. And that is the first step to change. The first step to change is always contemplation, whether it be negative change or positive change. And so we get this idea, we get this thought, paradigm, belief system, and we begin to nurture it, think about it. And then we begin to water it that is giving our approval to it, coming in alignment with it, and then coming to the conclusion that this might be a good idea. And then what we do is we carry the thought to actions that become consequences, that become fruit. And this is the way our our life operates in every single area of our life. Now, on the flip side, let's talk about the same relationship. I have this paradigm and this thought comes into my mind that instead of watching pornography, instead of looking at other women, instead of all these other things, I'm going to develop intimacy. And we begin to think and ponder that thought about creating an awesome, intimate life where sex is uh, passionate and powerful, right? We begin to water that idea, begin to ponder that idea and say, you know what? I'm going to be in alignment with this thought because this sounds great. And then guess what begins to follow? The consequences and the results. And so there's no way out of this. I would like to give you a magic pill or a different way that life operates, but it just is facts that our life is our garden. And we can change our harvest By planting different seeds so are you going to look at the area of your life and begin to nurture positive thoughts entertain positive ideas and begin to have actions that follow suit you see the choice is yours